Tom Bernard Show with Dean Phillips. He's not going to talk. He, he didn't lie. He's not talking. <laughs> Andy Ram Bernard. Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back. We'll talk to Dean Phillips, ladies and gentlemen, right up to running for Congress. Going well, from what I understand. Well, I'm having the time of my life. There you go. We'll be right back. A couple of minutes, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business. It started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to Walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. I just poked myself in the eye. That's a good way to start an interview usually. (laughs) Dean Phillips and I were talking about uh, growing up on the north side. And I, I, seriously, I, I really want people to know, because apparently there's a thing on Channel 9, now Tom Lydon's doing it. Is it, is it kind of negative in a way, I heard? Um, it's very negative, yeah. if, you're, if it's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I, was, I watched a little bit of it last night, and I just, I don't know. It seemed like it was justifying. I mean, there is a justification when it comes to African Americans in, in the police. That's what it mainly was no, about. Was, yeah. Not what I'm oh, thinking about that. But it okay. seems like it it was perpetuating more of that um fear. Well, yeah. So do you think I should, you think I should get Keith Ellison to beat him up? Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> no one will ever talk about it. I don't know. I, just, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I understand, I understand there's an issue going on in the north side. I mean, it, it's been going on for many, many years. Oh, you know, but about stop years. feeling that fire. It's like they're throwing mm-hmm. gas on it by doing these. Yeah, and it's like totally are. Instead of, we know there's an issue. Let's mm-hmm. come up with solutions instead of just rehashing stuff we already know you're not going to get anywhere you know it's amazing to me and and dean maybe you had the same experience going to st joseph's then st anne's growing up on plymouth avenue until i was 12 years old then moving up to west broadway and i i've talked about this on the air over kqrs several times that i've never even had an argument with a black person in my life it's and it's not because i didn't i paid any attention or i wasn't trying or anything I argue with a lot of people, but I just, I don't understand what this big disconnect is. I just don't get it, because I never had that, to tell you the truth. I went to school at St. Joe's. There were black students, Mexican students. There were Native American students, a lot of Irish, Italian. So it got worse as we got toward the Irish and Italian, but... <laughs> I, 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 and I love that, you know, the north side is a great mosaic of Minnesota. It, it really absolutely. is, and always has been, and... 
so many of the news reports are focused on the negative, and we don't talk enough about uh, the positive. And there's a lot of good stuff going on in the north side, a lot of problems. Um, mm, but yes. I think there's a shift happening, and I think change is coming. Our family foundation is moving to Broadway uh, next year, just bought an old building. and Where? Got uh, 927 Broadway. Oh, yeah. Right across from Juxtaposition Arts. And uh, you got the cookie cart right down the street. And got Ryan Burnett's uh, wonderful boxing gym up on the north side. There's, there's good things happening. And it's always been a cauldron of... Uh, of new Americans and old Americans and all colors and races and backgrounds and religions. Yep. And that's actually what, uh, it's kind of like the state fair. Yeah, it is in that way. You're absolutely right. My mother worked at uh, Merwin's right there on Lindale and Broadway for years. Right she worked at the fountains. Um, and yet, look, let's not forget throwing it at the end there that Joe Greenstein, a nice Jewish boy who owned his own uh, grocery down there, the biggest little store in the world, he didn't matter. He went to Jewish schools, Catholic schools. He went to public schools. Everybody got a pumpkin from Joe Greenstein at, at Halloween. We we didn't have these problems. And I never witnessed white people kind of judging someone by their race. I didn't see a whole lot of that. Over the baseline, you mean? Yeah. Because all people do that? Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. Well, most people anyway. So what I'd like to do, and, and, and why it's really nice to meet you, is I want to talk about that very thing. Can we just calm down and everybody get along, and that'll be good? Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, it would, it would really you know, be I, nice. I reflect on days past when we did that better. Uh, I think a lot of the challenges we face today have been brewing for some time, but mm -hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm doing this, Tom, because we can do better. And I'm really disappointed in both parties, which have played a big role. Both parties have played a big role yep. in dividing because it serves interests. And uh, I say it's time that we collectively uh, take that back and uh, return some power to the people and do it the right way. I like that. It's, it's, not, it's not rocket science. It's kind of kindergarten, kindergarten lesson. Well, as it turned into, you know, I've never been in politics. Um, as it turned into... It's not too late. Yeah, that's all I know. If I were the governor, there'd be, we'd bring back the death penalty if I were the governor, I'll tell you that. You're out. Get out. <laughs> Get out of the state. Get out. Um, no, I, I, it just, I don't know. The whole thing to me doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I just, it, it appears to me, and maybe to you as well, that it's all about buying people's votes with endorsement. Darn right. you know I mean? it, it's ridiculous. Oh, I support you because of this, and just make sure you vote for me. It's like, come on, man. Now we have we have massive corruption, a culture of corruption in Washington that is yep. so much worse than people recognize. I knew it was bad before I undertook this mission, uh, but now that I've been a candidate for a year and a half, let me tell you, it is worse than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> uh, if you can imagine it seems that, like, yeah. You know, we yeah. have a Congress that's bought and sold. It's systematic. It's not unique to one party or the other. No, it's true. Uh, but again, we collectively have allowed this corruption to uh, be perpetuated, and it's legal. You know, we are a principled nation, but we have legalized corruption mm -hmm. uh, with the buying off of representation, and it has got to end. You might know I'm the only candidate running in the entire country that takes no PAC money, no right. special interest money, no federal lobbyist money, and no money from members of Congress because they use money to influence votes. Yeah, they they want to remind you if you go to Congress that they helped you out with a big check and it's time to vote for me for leadership position. So uh, we got to do it better. You know, in a situation where I grew up, my mother, my mother raised seven kids pretty much by herself because my father was institutionalized when I was very, very young. Uh, she was an ardent Democrat. She she got along really well with Tim Pawlenty. They were friends, right? He was very nice to her. And and he's Louis, a good guy. Yeah, I liked him. Tim's a nice guy. But she told him, Tim, I love you, but I'll never vote for you. She's a Democrat. That's just not what she was. And, you know, after a while, I kind of looked at things and I went, well, I want to. I did that and I want to try this other thing. Um it just seems to me that this whole situation with 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 uh, Donald Trump, I don't. He has his supporters, you know. Sure. I there are five people in in our family. There are four of us: Andy, Alex, Catherine, and me, and then my son-in-law Dan. Five different votes for president. <laughs> it's just the way it is. And if it was Chicago, it might be ten. Yeah, it might be ten. Well, that's true. Yeah, exactly. I love Chicago. It's my favorite big city in the world. A lot of corruption, I do understand, but you can walk down Michigan Avenue at three o'clock in the morning, and nobody's going to bother you. That's the truth. Which, which that's the one thing I would ask. Uh, we need to work on. I need to walk. When I was ten years old, we lived at Bryant and Plymouth. I used to walk downtown to the Gopher Theater, the Lyric Theater, whatever. Go to a movie and walk back home, and no one ever bothered me. Never. 
Now, I don't think there was this great fear of the police or anything like that. It's just, hey, it's a kid. Leave him alone, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I want to get back to, where I'm not going to judge you by by your religion, your race, your gender, your orientation. I don't, it's fine, good. Whatever you got going, that's great. I got no problem with that whatsoever. You know what I really love about this, Odin? It's, it, and I don't know where this all started, but I should find the person who did it and kill him. But anyway, <laughs> uh, for some reason, even though um, I was the first public figure in the country to endorse gay marriage, I'm a homophobe. Uh, I, I was the first. We, we started the KQ Morning Show. Three Jews, two black people. And this wasn't intentional. It's just I picked people I kind of like grew up with. Three Jews, two black people, two women, uh, two Catholics, and one Protestant. I mean, it was like the North Side is what it was, right? But somehow I, I'm racist. Why are we so free with that? Because obviously if you get to know well, you wouldn't be here if you thought I was homophobic or racist. There's no you know, way. Look, I, I, my campaign slogan, and it's really an ethos, is everyone's invited. Yeah. And if we refuse to listen to people, if we refuse to have a conversation, mm-hmm. uh, then what are we? We're certainly not a, a, a nation uh, that I would consider a principled one, and I know we're better than that. So this is what this is all about, talking to people. Yeah. And, you know, and everybody's wonderful. got the responsibility. People who live in rural areas that don't understand uh, the challenges of, of inner cities mm-hmm. have a responsibility to, to listen and understand. People who live in cities who don't understand the challenges of those who live in rural areas have to understand. And this begins with conversations like this one. You know, we, yeah, and I believe in absolutely. a government that uh, you know, we, can't, we can't guarantee outcomes, but I sure yeah. as heck believe that we can do better in ensuring equal opportunity. But we can't legislate decency and compassion and friendliness and conversation. That's so I understand. (laughs) So that's why I'm going to make the argument that uh, let's stop relying entirely uh, on law sometimes. And and let's start relying on ourselves and communities. We can do better. We can send retirees into schools and help young kids learn how to read and write and give them high fives and hugs when they need it. Uh, And give them something to believe in and somebody to believe in them. Uh, you know, families have broken down. Uh, we can't fix that as a government. We can fix it as human beings. And let's, uh, humanity transcends uh, so much. Uh, so it starts with conversation. It starts with listening. And uh, uh, this is a beginning. Um, one thing I would, I would really like, you know, we were talking on, uh, off the air about things that are going on in North Minneapolis, and, and I won't bring them up on the air because it's your, your business. But I uh, remember when the tornado hit North Minneapolis. Sure. We had a mayor, and I called the mayor and asked him, look, I grew up there. I would like to help out in any way I can. I will get a group together and build homes. You know, I want to do all this. Never bothered to call me back. Didn't even call me back. Then when the the, uh, Bricks Market burned down, Bricks Market gave my mother credit when I was a little kid because she didn't have any money to buy groceries. So I said, I called at that time. It was a different mayor. And I don't need to, you know, say these people's names. not necessary. But I called and said, I would really like to help out with that building. Again, I'll get a construction crew, and we'll fund it, and we'll take care of it, and we'll rebuild that whole deal. Never called me back. So if you do get elected, could I please come over to North Minneapolis and help things out? Now, North Minneapolis is not part of your area. It's not. But, but, you know, but it's part of our community. It's part of your community. Absolutely. It's part of your family history. Mm-hmm. I, I, Yeah, I would like to and, – and, and again, we're, we're talking about going from – well, you're not, you're not ultra – ultra left you're just kind of a normal democrat you know because you know mike lindell is a pretty sure. conservative guy yeah. uh mike wants to take some of his dough and help out the people in north minneapolis as well and it's not a political thing i don't know you know he, right, we got to take off the labels tom this is I the, that's agree. the nonsense I'm, that's why i'm doing this i, I got so tired of watching the lapel pin drive the conversation, you know, seriously. <laughs> you know, I know. You're and right. uh, and if we just separate party from people and principle, look, I, I've had wonderful conversations with Tim Pawlenty. Uh, yeah. When I see Jeff Johnson, I you know we, we, we greet each other. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know. I've had great conversations with Tom Emmer and Jason Lewis. Frankly, the one that I can't seem to uh, have a conversation with is uh, Representative Paulson. That's why I'm running against it. Well, it's because you're a liar and a cheat. That's why. Yeah, right. That $89, that $89 interest charge on a property tax payment in 2012, I'm a tax scofflaw. That's $89, man. It's just, no, I, I, you know, for me now, here, here's what this is all about. And people are going, well, uh, you know, because Tim Pawlenty's been on the show and Norm Coleman's been on it. You're like the fourth person. Two Democrats, two Republicans. So you, you're the second. I say you're pretty even-handed. I think you, you interviewed... Uh, uh, Oh, my mic off. Um, you interviewed Jason Lewis 
too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was over the phone, though. But, yeah, he's in my district. I'd vote for you if you're in my district. Well, thank, we have some really nice places in the 3rd. You should meet, might come and check them out before November 6th. Where does oh, it be? November 6th. So 50 it was a days. day for my birthday. My birthday's on the 7th. Did you know this? I blame politicians, Dean. My <laughs> 21st birthday, November 7th. They lowered the drinking age to 18. Oh, what a, sh- what a shame. Oh, the, tra- the travesty and injustice. Turned out long-term was really a good thing. <laughs> long-term was really a good thing. But here, Not here's for my the deal. family. Yeah. Well, that's right. That's true. For your family, it's a whole different deal. Um, God, there was a relative of yours. I can't remember who it is. Did not like me at all. That was, oh, it was about 30 years ago. God, they were really mad at me about something. I can't, doesn't matter. I don't take it personally. Well, if you tell me who it is, I'll make sure to have a conversation. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. What I was going to say is what this is all about, ladies and gentlemen, is Ryan Burnett is a guy that uh, I do business with. He's a good friend of mine, a really good friend of mine. I think the world of him. Wonderful family. For me, Dean, if Ryan Burnett says you're a good guy, you're a good guy. Can we get back to that? We're like, you know, now I can tell people I met Dean Phillips. He's a great guy. Can you just believe me? Because there's nothing in it for me. I don't live in the third district. Uh, does it go into West Bloomington? Yeah, all of, uh, the, the third all district of, is all of Bloomington. All of Bloomington. Mm-hmm. All okay. of Bloomington. Because my West daughter, side, east side. My, my mm-hmm. daughter lives in West Bloomington, so mm-hmm. it'll be. Uh, so I guess there's nothing in it for me, but there's something in it for a, a family member. Uh, but that's not why you're here. You're here because Ryan Burnett said he's a good guy. I talked to you on the phone a couple of times. Had a nice time. I just, I really would like to get in a situation where we now believe our friends and our neighbors, and they say, you know what, you should really consider this. Agreed. We don't do that. Do we do that at all? Not enough. But, but, you know, we also now self-select. We, li- we tend to live around people who look like us and pray like us and eat like yeah. us and think like us. And that's natural. You know, we're humans and we are tribal, I think, by nature. But it just compounds the, uh, the need to branch out a little bit and, 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 and go beyond your neighborhood and your community to uh, have a conversation with somebody who might look or feel or uh, think differently than you. And well, i got to tell you, it's been a remarkable epiphany of this, uh, this year and a half in the campaign that yeah. uh, the most joyful moments are not with people who feel the same. They're the ones that uh, see things so differently, and you learn something. My dad used to say, if two people always agree, you only need one of them. Yeah, there and there's go. some truth to right. it. And, uh, and by the way, even Trump voters, I, you know, it's amazing how many started out as Bernie Sanders supporters. Uh, and yeah, if you listen, and if you just yeah. listen to people and ex- and you understand their life experience, we all have different life experiences, mm-hmm. and that's what illuminates how you feel uh, and how you think. And if we simply had more appreciation for those life experiences, we'd be a better place. And uh, I think we can do better. Do you have a solid time that you do have to leave? Can, can no, let's go. Let's, keep, let's keep going. Yeah, we'll just take a quick break here, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to test you on your Yiddish. Oi, I, babe. Oi, I speak more <laughs> Yiddish than any other Minnesota. This is going to be embarrassing for this Jewish boy. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. I won't do that to you. We'll be right back. More with Dean Phillips, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. He was here to talk about a great service at an app that you can get and use from North American Banking Company. It's called XCheck. All right, Michael, my buddy, my pal of mine, why do I need this and why is it cool? We developed the app to compete with the other payment applications across the country. We wanted something that was safe, secure, easy to use, and most of all, free. Say, for example, Alex needs some money and you want to send her some money. You can do it right away in the payment app and would get into her account without her having to go to the bank. Most convenient for the princess in your life. And the Prince Andy, too, because I wouldn't want the kids having to leave the house to get cash. I wouldn't want that. No, there'd be no sense in that. You'd have to buy the gas then, too. (laughs) They're going to love it. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Check out nabankco.com slash KQ for more about XCheck. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. 
Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. We're going all the way back to when I was a little boy in North Minneapolis now. Yes, I did hit the post. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love hitting the post, the vocal post. Um, no, we we're just talking about very quickly. We only got about six more minutes, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be concise here. But I I I tell people all the time how much I loved living in North Minneapolis along Plymouth Avenue, uh, Golden Valley Road. I still live one mile from Theaterworth Parkway. I live over in Golden Valley. Um. Basically, my house now is between where I grew up and where my wife grew up. She grew up uh, further down Glenwood. But I did love the Italian people, the Irish people, the black people, the Jews that lived in that neighborhood. Like I said, Spanish people lived there, Native Americans. Got along with everybody. And it wasn't a thought like I never heard my mother say, well, you shouldn't hang out with them because they're a different color. That She was never like that. Right. But that's the difference, Tom. Now people don't generally live in communities like the north side. I, I would no, argue if we had you're more right. communities like the north side and the day you're talking about mm-hmm. when it, it was a mosaic of different people from different backgrounds, uh, we would be better. Because now, like I said earlier, I think we have this tendency to congregate with those yes. who are the same. Uh, and that is, I think, at the root of the problem we face. We should spend more time with others. I agree with that 100%, and that's why I am... I don't think people do believe that that I am open to all ideas. For, yeah, I mean, people do think I'm very, very conservative, and that was because the, the show kind of took this really conservative turn and basically destroyed my voiceover career, so thank you for that. I appreciate all the people who did that. But they think that those, a lot of those ideas were mine, and I, you know, I did try to be a little more conservative. Didn't like it. I tried to be a little more liberal. Didn't like that either. I like kind of like a mix. That'd be nice. A bit a little, little left. Well, people always a political mutt. Yeah, political mutt. Yeah, that. Well, that's good. And he, by the way, he's looking right at me when he said, "Call me a mutt." You know, I saw oh, the. And, that, and this is exactly how we get off track. I, did not, <laughs> I right. did not let the record state. I did not call you a mutt. <laughs> this is how it begins, though. Oh, the word was straira. Can you say srela? Srela means Strela. like stuff, things in, in Yiddish. i got to work on that one. I'm, Norm Nat and I are the only two people that know that word, Strela. and he taught me. But he was I'm, a, much, I'm much better with words like mishugas. Mishugas yeah, is a good yeah. word. Or or oike volt, shlemiel. Last time I heard that was going, I was over at, uh, oh, God, the deli over in Cleveland got uh, Cecil's. Cecil's, of course. I was over at yeah. Cecil's. The guy's looking at, him, at the menu, and they got eight billion things on the menu. He just goes, oike volt. And there's just too many choices. And by the way, we'd be a better community if we had one great Jewish deli. In the city. In fact, on the north side. Wouldn't that be cool to bring back a oh, nice old school Plitman's. deli to the north side? I still see Michael Plitman all Plitman's. the time. Yeah. Plitman's was phenomenal. Uh, another story I love to tell very quickly. I was standing on the corner of Penn and Plymouth in front of Desnick Brothers Drugstore. And the old Jewish men used to come out wearing Hamburg hats. And they all had the like the black co- uh, velvet collared top coats. Very well dressed guys. This guy's lighting a cigar, and he looks down at me, and he assumes because I'm there that I'm Jewish, right? He just assumed, which he should probably. So he's lighting a cigar, and he's looking down Plymouth Avenue, and all these kids are running out in front of cars, and they're screaming and yelling and making noise. And the guy looks down at me and goes, hey, kid, don't ever act like a schmuck like that. <laughs> and you never forget that word. Well, you know what? The the Because my father was not present, mm-hmm. the old, look, the old Jewish men, uh, Mr. Fisher, Mr. Laurent, all these people, they watched out for me. All these men, you know, some of them were, were fathers of my friends, some of them weren't. They all watched out for the younger kids who didn't have a father or a mother present. 
They were great about that stuff. Can we get back there, you think? Yes, we can, and we got to start. That'd be wonderful. But I mean, I'll keep making that argument. It's, it, you know, there are. There are 435 members of Congress, and I would argue that the 300 million Americans, uh, all of whom are probably listening to this podcast right now, yes. uh, uh, are a lot more powerful, a lot more powerful. So let's <laughs> let's start to change ourselves with our neighbors and our friends and our family. Uh, make a, you know, if every if everybody made a point once a week just to talk to somebody who might see things a little differently than them, yeah, and, and do so exactly. in a thoughtful way, yep. uh, because it is staggering how both the far right and the far left, I see the comments on Facebook, I see my opponent, oh. the comments on my opponent's page, the comments on mine, the anger and the mean-spiritedness mm-hmm. has got to be addressed, and that's something that we have to do from you know, ourselves, is my proposition. And it starts with little conversations Wonderful. and uh, a cup of coffee. When I see two empty coffee cups, I'm, I smile ear to ear, because that means someone just talked. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it is wonderful, and I like I like the way you comport yourself. You're just a laid back guy. I mean, you've got strength, obviously, but but you're not. A lot of politicians tend to be way overbearing. You know what I mean? And I'm talking about left, right, doesn't matter. It's like, ah, it's like calm down, everybody, calm down. I do hope we get to the point, and I think people are getting very very sick, and I only have two minutes left. But I think it, getting very very tired of you automatically hate me. Like what? I'm, Why would tell you... me about it? I'm used to the same now. It's a shame. Absolutely, it just doesn't make any sense to me that you disagree with me. Therefore, I hate you. What? Where'd that come from? How do you ever learn anything? You right? don't, and that's well, at the root. You just hit the nail on the head. It's that's what we got to work on. So you got to come back more often. You got to come on the cakey morning show. We got to talk about it. But the message when you and I talk, and from what I can tell, it's your message anyway. Cut the comedy with the with the hatred first of all. Let's get back together and talk. Let's uh, not talk maybe about how much dough I can make from being a politician or whatever. I, I really appreciate the fact you came in, and I, you know, I, I want to thank Brian for introducing us in the first place. As I said, that was the, the qualifier for me. Thank you, and, and Brian, thanks to all you guys. And, and you know, and, and the message to everybody is participate. I don't care yeah. if, I, if you're a Republican, a Democrat, a Libertarian, Independent. Just participate. Pay attention. Um, you know, have conversations. Uh, and engage when 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 almost half of the country chooses not to vote. Yeah, that is yeah. that is the root of our greatest problem is apathy, and this country is not an apathetic one. Uh, it's time to get back to it and start talking and start participating, and I think there might be a blessing in these strange times, and that is people caring. I and love if that. we do, uh, you know, better times are ahead. We're the best country in a. Uh, ever that the world has known. So let's get to it. That's nice to hear because you don't hear that anymore. Well, it uh, is. The it's best the truth. Country. It is the truth. Thank you all. Oh, thank you very much for me. As Booby and Zadie would say, you're a nice Jewish boy. Oh, uh, <laughs> Oiga Volt. Oiga Volt. Say, say hi to the Machatum. I, <laughs> I'll get that done. Say that better. Machatunum. Machatunum. Um, all right. You, I, I know you got to hit the road, but uh, so we'll, we'll just talk as you... God, I wish you didn't have to hit that. I wish you had another hour. Well, you. yeah, you got to leave something on the table for the next person. And you yeah. got to leave people wanting just a little bit more. Okay. Yeah, but we'll next time, just a, a tiny, tiny, tiny little we'll bit We'll have to have you back for sure. I can't wait. Love you guys. All right. Love you too, pal. Honest to God, anybody that Ryan Burnett loves, I love them too. He's a wonderful man. Thank you. We got Tim on the phone. Way to, way to contribute, by the way. Way to go. <laughs> it's really, it's, no, it's a good thing that you got a, like a 13-year-old running your campaign. That's nice. Oh, thank you. I, I got to see the car. or the tr- It's a truck, I guess. I'll bring it next time. Yeah. You know why it's 1960? Sounds good. Cool. Come back soon. <laughs> Keep an eye on him, will you? Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Dean Phillips, ladies and gentlemen, running for third district Congress. Uh, Ryan Burnett, a very good friend of mine, called me about I don't know a month, month and a half, two months ago, whatever it was. And he goes, "You know Dean Phillips?" And I said, "No, I don't know. Him. I know who he is, but I don't know him." And he said, "Well, I want you to meet him." Um, and then I talked to Dean a couple of times, and it was all about. It wasn't about oh, I could you know I got all this dough and I can do this and I can do that and I can do that. It was it. He was just talking about, again, just wiping away this hatred that everybody has for him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't agree with you, therefore I hate you. Well, I think I've noticed, especially in the last 20 years, probably when Clinton got into office, mm-hmm. 
um it seemed that's how it started building that hatred towards each party and yeah i mean true. i know as it was going on before but it really amped up it did so i'm thinking it with did. all this has gone on since then and then having trump in office now it that is made going it really bad i th- i think yeah. it was I think we needed that, even though it mm-hmm. sucks, because I think it's going to create a new breed of politician like Dean. Yeah, I it's getting true. people fatigued of this whole because the war between sides, yeah. which is completely uh, unproductive. Exactly, and I think what's what it does is it, it it's going to create a new breed of politician. Because I think our country needs restructuring big time. And that's how we're going to do it. So I know it sucks that a lot of people don't like Trump. They don't like what he's doing. He has done some things that are good, some things not so good. He Mm -hmm. can't keep his mouth shut. Just like every other politician. (laughs) Exactly. But I think it's really going to create something new and hopefully Mm -hmm. innovative for our country. Because... We have changed so much since we started over 200 years yeah, ago. Yeah, so we absolutely. need we need restructuring big time. I agree with that completely. And I just tell you, I, I look, lest anyone think that I've shifted my position, I have not. I've mm-hmm. always been a centrist, leaning right sometimes, leaning left other times. And there have been long periods where I did lean one way or the other. But I tell you, I still think the world of Tim Pawlenty, I uh, love Norm Coleman, I mean, you go down the list of people, you mentioned Jason Lewis. Mm-hmm. I don't know him as well as I know Norm and Tim. Yeah. But a lot of people, you know, Democrats, Republicans, whatever. But again, my one of my dear friends tells me, you should meet this guy. Then I do meet the guy. And he turns out to be a very nice man. Yeah, very even keel. Not, it, it's not about him. It doesn't, doesn't seem, seem like, like it. No. I mean, it, it seems like he really wants to make a change. And, you know, hopefully if he does you know, beat Eric Paulson in the primary and he gets voted to Congress, he can start. What sucks is people like him, once they get in the Congress, since they're, what do they call them? You know, like they're like a rookie. Yeah. They have no, they have no pull because they have no money to, they're not taking money and from lobbyists. And I mean, I've always said these, these politicians should walk around with like NASCAR jackets on with patches of all the lobbyists that they get money from and who's sponsoring them because that's who they're loyal to. They're not loyal to us at all. No, you're 100% right about that. That's why I like uh, sitting in this studio and having people in. It was very nice of Dean Phillips to come by. I had, he didn't bring the truck, though, which made me mad. Hopefully he'll come back upset. and bring the truck. That looks pretty cool. It is. It's pretty amazing from what I understand. But um, all I'm basically trying to trying to. Um, I don't think I'm trying to show people anything, but it, look, I can get along with people in the Republican Party, the Democrat Party, the, the centrists. I can't get along with the way far right and the way far left because you people are mentally ill. Mm-hmm. They just are. They're closed-minded. And they really are closed-minded. And, and by the way, they're both religions. Mm-hmm. One of them is Christianity and the other one is like secularism. Mm-hmm. It's like, calm down. I know. I, every time I have a discussion with somebody about politics, they sh- they shut you down if, if you don't agree with them. And it's like, yep. I'm trying to understand the way you think. Yeah. And I That's would fair. I would hope that you would give me the same respect. This is the way I think. This is logical for me. Um, but they're so close-minded, they don't see it. And, you know, I mean... The hatred, it's just horrible. It really is. Horrible. And, there's no, and again, I, I, I have people saying things about me. It's like, you don't even know me. I do a radio show. You assume, you assume you know what I think, and you have no idea what the hell I think. Yeah, I mean, after Trump was elected, I normally don't go on political rants, and I try and stay away from it on mm-hmm. social media. But when he was elected, everyone was saying, oh, liberty's dead, blah, blah, blah. I went on a Facebook rant. I'm like, you want to know what? Why don't you tell that to all the men and women that are overseas right now right. fighting for that liberty right. that it's right. dead just because a guy that you didn't want is in office? Yeah, that's fine. You know, th- what kind of faith do you have in the country at mm-hmm. all? I mean, if you don't like it, leave. 90% of us are even keel, pretty decent people, and mm-hmm. 5% on each side are controlling the argument, mm-hmm. which really upsets me. Yeah. I wish that they both, th- these extremists, would all shut up and let the 90, it might even be 95%, it might be like 2.5% on both edges. Mm-hmm. Like, calm down, get the hell out of the way, stop the name calling. 
shut your cake hole. Yeah. Or don't make me come over there. How about that? <laughs> I can put it in that way. Um, can Timmy stay for, for a segment here and then a, the first segment in the next hour? I wonder. Um, yeah, because uh, Kostaki's not calling in until one thirty-five. So yeah, well, so, Tim's on. So yeah, he's on. Why not? But we're we could just ask a break him. in forty-five. Timmy, is it okay if we take a break yeah. in forty-five seconds? You come back and then we can do a segment here and then the first segment of next hour. Sure, sure, that sounds good. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. Uh, nobody. You asked me that same question last week, and I, I answered it wrong by saying Jesse Ventura. Yeah. So now right. I'm saying nobody. No, he was. Yeah, he was. A, see, Jesse was a, a no party affiliation kind of guy, and I thought it'd be good, but then he totally drove it right into the ground. Mm. But other than that, Jesse did some good things. There's no question about it. I love to tease Jesse because he has got. He loves to yammer more than anybody I've ever met in my life. So poking the bear once in a while is a good thing. We will be right back. Tim Lammers is up next on Bernard Show. John, I just got another complaint about our delivery service. Oh, not again. Yep, we have to do something about our courier service. You know, they're a reflection of us. What happened now? Well, you know that one driver that has the dog that rides with him? Uh-huh. Well, when he got out of his truck to deliver our package, his dog got out and delivered, well, uh, his own package, if you know what I mean. That's it. I want you to call... Priority Courier Experts, because, you know, they've got more than 500 drivers. And tell them we need... A professional, reliable courier service. And make sure they have internet order entry and real-time tracking you know i had priority courier experts account rep in here about a month ago and who knows how many accounts we could have serviced better if we had just signed up and started using the twin cities largest most reliable on-call courier service what's that number because the next package is going with priority courier experts already dialing 651-748-4477 priority courier experts can we help you can you ever priority courier experts every time you call us we deliver Tony Price from the Gold Star Ride Foundation here. I wanted to share a story from the road. Since you already know about Gold Star families being those left behind when somebody's killed in the military, and you already know those people died for your freedom. So I woke up in a cheap motel somewhere in the mountains, and I shared stories with the manager. As I was leaving, a maid who had been listening, and her name is Shorty, ran out to ask me if she could donate. I said yes, and I tried to donate $30 with a credit card. It didn't work, and we made arrangements to meet at a coffee shop a block away after she went to an ATM. I got coffee and invited the people at the coffee shop to talk on our documentary, which they agreed to do. Then they made me pay for the coffee. It wasn't much, but still, when I turned around, there was the maid, Shorty, who handed me a $20 bill saying she couldn't donate 30 because she only had 20 Made me feel sorry for the young women in the coffee shop who couldn't come up with $4 for my coffee. Thank you, Shorty. Goldstarride.org. Thank you again to Dean Phillips running for 3rd District Congress. Nice Jewish boy family from North Minneapolis. What the hell? Let's go. No, he's a very nice guy. Yes, I hit the post again. You're right. But anyway, <laughs> Timmy Lammers is here to talk about how horrible movies are these days. Well, I was going to say, speaking of politics, you say Hollywood. You yeah. play a Hollywood theme. Yeah, you got that right. Because, you know, and that's all about making money, too. That's not really about politics. It's about them making money. That's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. It's disgusting. Well... Speaking of making money, I don't think a movie that was aspiring to make money uh, didn't make as much as uh, I think people thought uh, with The Predator. Yeah, it uh, did not do I think that was a really, well. really weak debut for that film. I have to agree with you. It was, what is it, 22 And I wonder if like it would have been released in the summertime, which it originally was supposed to be, uh, if it would have done a lot better. I, I'm, you know, I, I don't know how you make up that kind of money when... I don't know. It doesn't have any major, major competition here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but still, that's that. I don't know what the the budget is on it, but I can't help but think it's well over a hundred million. Yeah, I would. Oh God, yes, absolutely. Uh, production budget was eighty-eight. So. Oh really? Production plus which, marketing, which I don't know, one thirty probably. Must have been a pretty yeah. lame predator then if it was only eighty-eight million. Well, no, you know it's. 
I thought it was a lot better than I expected it to be. Now, it's funny because I Googled uh, the Predator budget, and it gave me the budget for Predator, which was 30 years yeah. ago. Oh. <laughs> was 18, that five? $18 million. Isn't that amazing? Now, I don't know how, if you equated that to today's dollars, what that would mean. Yeah, that's true. I, I would imagine it's in the same area. No, that would be so, like $30 million, I think, yeah. in, in accounting for inflation. Really? $18 million to today. Uh, for from thirty years ago. From thirty years ago, yeah. I can find out in a yeah. Flash. Find out. I'd be curious. You know, Arnold was the big star, and I think that that's probably how they kept the price of this thing under a hundred million, because they real they have really solid actors in there, but not any not real big household names. You know, you got Sterling K. Brown. Uh, you have Boyd Holbrook from Narcos. Sterling K. Brown is from This mm-hmm. Is Us, but he's he's turning mm-hmm. up in a lot more movies. Um, so, yeah, I just think it was a, a pretty weak opening. Uh, you know, the, was, the, the, yeah. the studios will spin it any way they want it and find some sort of positive in it. But I, I just I don't see it as a positive. I couldn't agree more. You know, one thing I going back to the original Predator thirty years ago. Jesse and I were friends at that time. <laughs> and I still like the guy. He's nuts, but I still like the guy. He's, he just got all upset with me over, I don't know, everybody gets upset with me about, I don't know, who knows, whatever. But, um, yeah, I thought Jesse was phenomenal in that first Predator. I thought he was great. He was. And, you know, we were talking on KQ about this, about him not having a bigger career. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, clearly Schwarzenegger loved the, loved the guy, loves the guy probably still, and if Schwarzenegger had the clout to get movies made, Jesse would probably be in them. But Schwarzenegger isn't that guy anymore. But certainly at the time, you know, he had The Running Man, uh, which he was in after that. And I'm trying to think what else he might have had him mm-hmm. in. But, you know, Jesse's career just, I don't know what happened, but it just didn't do a lot after Predator. One thing I noticed he about... turned up and things. Yeah, one thing I noticed about Jesse is he... He has a hard time handling success. He really does. I don't think he even knows that. Look, I still think Jesse Ventura was the best wrestling commentator of all time. I thought he was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He'd be, he'd be yeah. all... Well, it looks like he did a lot of that, yeah, in the 90s. Yeah, yeah he did. Especially early 90s. Yep. And I'm looking at his films. I mean, you know, when you're looking at... Uh, in back, Batman and Robin, for example, he's in that again, probably because of Arnold. But when your role is Arkham Asylum guard and it's in the last two minutes of the film, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, you know, people look at it as a cameo. And I mean, but as far as a role role, he didn't really have anything apart from right. what he did in Predator and Running Man. He just didn't. No, I agree with that. I guess we'll see what the situation is. When are we going to get back? I, I, I look at the list now, and I do definitely want to see um, The House with the Clock on the Wall. It's our, I think it opens yeah. this Friday. It looks really good. I it like does, Jack Black yeah. anyway. I really like him. Mm-hmm. And Kate good. Blanchett is in that as And Kate well, Blanchett, so. she's wonderful. Yeah, Jack Black was great in Jumanji. Because <laughs> he had to play kind of a, a girl. Right. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I see what you're saying. But yeah, but he—he's uh, really good. And and the interesting part, Tom, that you're not going to believe about this house and uh, with the clock in its walls, directed by Eli Roth. Oh, I know. And it's a PG film. A I, PG film. I know. Eli Roth is way over the top usually, but um, he's it, branching out <laughs> to yeah, PG. Being even keel, branching out, being even keel. I suppose that's what I'm doing too. I'm branching out to try to be uh, even keel as I possibly can. But um, yeah, yeah I, I just uh, I don't know. I looked at the I looked at the upcoming. I still want to see the nun. I haven't had time to go see the nun, mm-hmm. which I really wish I would get. Maybe I'll try. It. Well, Catherine won't go to it. That's one of the problems I got. Yeah. Catherine will well, not I see the nun. I suggested to Mike Bryant on Twitter last weekend that you and him should go. Right, and he asked me if I could go yesterday, but the the family was over, so I couldn't go yesterday. But and I know he's got a trial this week. But yeah, maybe Michael and I'll sneak out later in the week and go see it. That'd be great. Yeah. You know, he's he's a piece of work. I, you know, it's really amazing. He loves about, movies, man. He, he does love he, movies. Anytime you see something, he'll tweet it. You know, and let me know about it, and wants to get my thoughts on it. You well, know, so yeah, me, he, he 
big movie guy. Let me give you an example of my friendship with Michael Bryant. You know, he we talk a lot about serious subjects, and, you know, along with Doug Sprinthal, we do that as well. But um, I woke up this morning at 3 o'clock, right? So I thought, well, I'll lie in bed for about 15 minutes, and then I'll get up at 3.15, and then I'll just have two and a half hours to sit around and wait till the show starts. <laughs> but I got up. And I went and unplugged my phone, and there was already a text message from Michael Bryant, oh, like from 3.05 <laughs> this morning. He and I have the same sleep schedules, which is hardly ever sleeping. It's just weird. I, I was probably, I think I was going to bed at that time. You're going to bed at 3? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's about amazing. right. You went to bed at 3 well, as well? I tell you what, I shouldn't have slept last night after that wonderful Vikings performance. Oh, my God, uh... why'd you bring it up? You know, I, you know, well, I knew eventually we'd have to. I, I was telling my wife yesterday, I almost feel I would have felt better if we would have lost it. <laughs> because I, it was so frustrating look, Steve from the way Sa- that we tied it. Steve from Sabre Plumbing and Heating. I was on the phone with him again. Look, a lot of these people that advertise at the KQ Morning Show and this show are friends of mine. It's not a fake deal. They're actually friends. And I, t- I called Steve from Sabre, and I said, man, I am so glad that I – because we were going to – I was going to – Catherine and I were going to go to that game with, with Steve and his lovely wife, Tatiana. But uh, it just didn't work out again because, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But I said – I called him this morning. I said, man, I am so happy that I didn't fly over there with you guys because we had to get back. You know, we were going to fly over and then fly right back. Um, but I'm so glad – I said, because I would have been – pissing and moaning the entire flight back after watching that. Three missed field goals, all three of them. Here's the the problem I have. Okay, Cassie, you're a football coach. Yes. Tim, you're a football fan. How do you Uh miss three straight field goals in the exact same spot, wide right? How do you not adjust to that? Well, yeah, that's that's what your coaches are for, and what did the coach say? Yep. Or was right. it the, where were the hash marks at? I mean, obviously, they tried to position the ball. Yep. I mean, if that's the case, I don't know where he kicked it from, but should it have been the other hash mark? Well, I mean, what? Yeah, maybe. yeah, I mean, if you if you think, if the first one went right, mm-hmm. you need to move to the right. I would think so. That's what you do yeah, in any, yeah. like in bowling. If yep, you're throwing yep. the ball and it goes too far one way, you adjust for it. So he should have maybe taken a half a step to the right, and then maybe it would have gone through, you know. You know, when I was looking at my fingers, maybe now that I've lost all this weight, I could get my fingers in a bowling ball. (laughs) Mm. Let's go bowling. (laughs) I tell you you what's really strange about this, and, you know, I know that that Kai Forbath wasn't, you know, 100% last year by any means, Mm -hmm. but do you think he's like one of those guys, much like uh, Case Keenum, where you just – you get on Zimmer's bad side, and it's like you're out no matter what. Yeah, I don't really because understand. I think that he maybe missed one or two in the preseason, yeah. and that was yep. it. Yep. And he cut him, and and you wonder, well, okay. It's funny, in the conversation here, I heard Bob call in this morning on yeah. the morning yep. show talking about the, is it a Dallas kicker that, or former Dallas kicker Yes, available? absolutely it is. But, you know, what? What is so wrong with Forbath that they just didn't call him back? Did he want to save face and yeah, not know. admit they were wrong? I mean, what is it? I don't understand. Look, Kirk Cousins played his brains out. There's no question. He was wonderful. He had no time to throw the football. Still got it done. Look, let me put it this way. So Carlson is a young kid, supposed to be the nicest kid in the world. Uh, I don't like it sitting here going, he probably should be cut today. But, but he has kicked zero field goals in the first two games. He has not made a field goal yet. He made one in the preseason. This is a huge problem, and it has to be taken care of. Am I happy to see a young kid like that go? No, I'm not happy. I wish he would have made it. I wish we would have won the game yesterday. Uh, I wish he could figure out why he keeps shanking him right, but every one of them he's missed right. Um, and the other, the other side of that whole coin is with Treadwell. I'm not happy that he can't catch a football, but he cannot catch a football. He caught the first touchdown of the game, but it was a little lob, basically. And then the other two, he, he tried, started to run before catching the ball, and the other one went right through his hands. Another time, he cut the wrong way. He's supposed to cut, I believe, right, and he cut left. You've been around three years, and you still haven't learned how to do that. 
Well, I'm sorry, uh, but you're probably going to get cut. I would imagine you probably are. I don't feel good about well, these people losing Well, it's one of these deals, career. again, where you figure they got to justify the pick. How long yeah, do you right. justify the pick? No, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, I, I am not happy to watch. Look, these guys, Carlson and Treadwell, have been dreaming about being in the NFL their entire lives, and then they get there and they just can't perform. You're going to have to figure it out. Maybe what Bob said maybe is the deal. You bring in uh, the great kicker and you save a roster spot, uh, sign him to the practice squad, Carlson, I mean, and maybe he figures it out. You know, that'd be wonderful. Treadwell, I don't know, I don't know what he can do. Well, I, I mean, he's a big guy. I think he would yeah. make a great running back because he's fast. Yeah, he is and fast. He, you know, I mean, he's kind of built like Adrian Peterson because um, Adrian Peterson couldn't catch a football he either. He could not catch a football to and save I remember his life. when he first started, he fumbled the ball quite a bit when as a running back. Um, Might remember I, he ended his Viking career that way, too, if you yeah. remember. But, I mean, like, Laquan, <laughs> you know, he – I don't know. I – I don't think I'm ready to give him up. I think he Treadwell. has a yeah. I think he's got a lot of potential. I just I I don't know what it is about catching the ball, or what it is. But if they can find another position for him on yeah. the offense, I think he would shine. Problem is, we got two running backs that are pretty damn good. Yeah, they are pretty good. Uh, but running uh, backs get hurt easily. Yeah, you know? that's very very so true. So it's, it's nice to always have at least a decent one. You know, as a yeah, a backup, but I mean, I don't know. But yeah, the I think Carlson's got to go. I It's sad, but it's true. I know. That, I'm sorry you can't do it. No excuse for that. And that, that was part of the coaching's fault. They did I not agree. they should have done something um to make an adjustment and to, to have him sit there and kick a field goal and miss 3 and then we ended up tying the game. If we would have just gotten one out of the yep. three attempts, we would have won. Yeah, it's true. Now this is a headline in the Star Tribune that will tell you uh, Carlson's standing. Zimmer baffled by Carlson's misses. Quote, guys are supposed to do their job. <laughs> that is not good news. That's not good news for Carlson. Do your job. Well, to do be fair, job. he put him in. This is a Zimmer problem or a yeah. general Spielman problem. I was about, yeah, I was about to say he did put the guy in after he missed two field goals already. So well, they only have one kicker, though. That's the problem. Well, they, they don't have to kick, though. That would be nice to make a 35-yard field goal. It would be nice, you but... Punter, you could put the punter in there to do it. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah, we probably would have had better luck just going for it on the fourth down. Probably. And it's mm-hmm. throwing it to Stefan Diggs. Probably. In the end zone there. Yeah, he, uh, he, he did a little scoring yesterday. Yeah. Good God. The offense was phenomenal yesterday. For them to make that Except comeback... Except for protecting the quarterback, they were yeah, terrible. Yeah, but I mean, like... Terrible. Uh, Cousins really, I mean, yep. the only time Impressive. he was really missing was when he was throwing it to Treadwell. So, <laughs> yeah, but he and he hit him right in the hands both times. Yep, and you know he even went up to uh, Treadwell and patted him on the back, saying, yeah, right. "You know, yep. shake it off, dude. Yep. It's all right." And I I, that, that shows good sportsmanship and team, you know, teamwork. And so I think he, I think he has faith in Treadwell. I think they just got to do something, maybe just. You know, practice with him more. Yeah, something. Put glue on his hands. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Timmy, uh, we'll pop back in about 10 minutes, if that's okay with you, and then we'll do another yeah, segment with good. you. All right, we'll be Alrighty. back. Tom Bernard Show. Oh, and whoever just called in, um, call back when we start the second hour. Cause, there you go. Yeah, we're ending I it like now. I like it.